What a great night. Amen? It's a great day, a great night. God is good. Say this after me. I'm going to learn something tonight. Glad you're ready to learn. Glory to God. Amen? Woo! God is good. Well, as we've been all summer, except for the month of July, we've been in our summer faith series, continuing on that and in that. And um, Sunday we talked about faith in the Spirit. Faith, having faith in the Holy Spirit, having faith in the fact that He's real. And tonight, I'm, I'm going to finish that. I, really, in my spirit, I didn't finish it. And so we're just going to go a little bit farther tonight in what we were talking about. I was thinking about that song that we just sang. And one of the, one of the statements in there is that I'm loved by God. Um, I'm loved by God. So the attitude about that can be a couple of different ways. And uh, you can have an attitude that, well, bless God, I'm loved by God. I don't care what you think. No, won't cut it. See, because uh, if you love Jesus, then the devil is going to come after you. Not just the world, like unsaved people. People think about that all the time, that it's, you know, it's the unsaved people. Man, the church, the church world is mean. Sorry. But the church world can be really mean. Because there's a devil. You see? So, you and I have the opportunity to walk in love with unlovely people and declare that the fact that God loves me, that's enough. Nobody else has to like me or anything else about me, but I have to walk in love. I have a responsibility to walk in love. But actually, I'm privileged because when you walk in love, when you walk in love, nobody can steal from you. Not anything. Not your joy, not your money, not your life, not any. People cannot steal from you when you walk in love. So we're going to look at a couple things tonight, and I believe you're going to learn something tonight. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm, this year I turned 58, and I really feel like I have another 58 years, minimum. I, I mean, I mean, I just feel that way. I, I feel really good. I mean, I feel, but I feel good within. Now, there's things I'm doing in the natural to feel well, you know, because you have, because bodily exercise and eating right and doing certain things is good for your physical body. It's just, it's just good for you. But that'll only last so long. Remember the guy, Yule Gibbons? used to ask people a question, have you ever eaten a pine cone? Oh, yeah. Am I dating myself? You, you never. Yeah. How, how many people remember Yule Gibbons? He was on a Grape Nuts commercial. <laughs> and, uh, and, and he 
you know, he's always promoting health, and, and I think he, like, choked on a pine cone or something. I don't know what happened to the man. But he passed away early on in his life. And, and I mean, not they would real, he wasn't real young, but, he, but, but he, he, I think he had this anticipation of living a long time. So, so, so taking care of the physical body will profit a little bit, but the little bit is this little short period of time. It's not just a little bit. I mean, you need to do everything you can where your body's concerned, but because our body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, but where our number one concern has to be is on the spirit in who we are. You're not a physical body. You're a spirit. And, and you, you have a soul, a mind, will, and emotions that lives in a body, and we have to, we have to understand that because we have to understand the Spirit of God. And I want, you to, I want you to really learn something tonight. Even if you think you know it, I want you to learn something regarding spirit, soul, and body so that we can have faith in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is the voice to you and I of the Father. When Jesus said He only does what He hears and He sees from His Father... Because he only did what the Holy Ghost told him. Holy Spirit is the voice to my human spirit. It's the voice to my human spirit what the will of the Father is. And I've got to know that every day. And I've got to develop that every day so that I don't spend more time developing my natural mind apart from God. Instead of allowing my natural mind to be influenced and to be spoken to by my human spirit that's connected to the Father Himself. That's the information I want. I want my natural mind to be affected on a daily basis with what the Father believes is true and right for me in everything that I do. And that, and that can happen, or God wouldn't say that it could, and that's what we're going to look at tonight, about having faith in the Holy Spirit. Having faith in the person of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us. Put your hands right here on yourself. Not your neighbor, on yourself. <clears throat> Say this, the Spirit of God lives inside of me. I hear His voice. I can hear His voice. And I will do what He says. Amen. So I want to I look at a couple of things. I want to look at this verse that we read on Sunday, and it's in James 1 and verse 21. Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. Early on in my Christian walk, there were a number of people that I came in contact with that were just, they weren't, they, they didn't necessarily believe like I believe. They were born again. They believed, they had Bibles and they looked to the Bible, but they took this verse of Scripture right here. There was a couple of people and they were just part of a couple of different groups or whatever, and, and they argued with me that this Scripture right here was talking about the fact that our soul is what gets saved. They, and and in, in our argument, the argument was that our spirit and soul were the same thing. 
but how can your hand and your arm be the same thing? They're connected. Your spirit and, and soul are connected. You need them, but they're not the same thing. If you're born again in here tonight, you made a confession with your mouth and you believed with your heart, okay? Then the real you, the spirit man of you, because the Bible says in Genesis we were created in the image of God. God is spirit, the Bible says. So if we were created in His image, we were created spirit. Not soul, not body, we were created spirit. But for the body to work, it's got to have a mind, will, and emotions. It has to have a soul. And for your spirit to be able to communicate with natural things, it has to have the soul. But the soul, if it's controlling my physical body, is going to get me in trouble. My spirit man has to be built up, he said, receive the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. In other words, change your thinking. Change the way that you think and process things. Because however you were taught in the past in your life that doesn't line up with the Word of God, that's got to change. That's the saving of the soul. That's 24-7 every day for the rest of your life. Your soul is being saved. But the only way to do that is to receive the engrafted Word. And the only way to get the engrafted Word, according to the, word, according to the Bible, seven times in the New Testament, is through the preached Word. The Word has to be preached. You have to receive that. And then you have to allow the Holy Spirit to take that and reveal it to you. So we're going to look at that a little deeper tonight. Look at uh, Romans 13 that we read on Sunday also. Romans 13 and uh, verse 8. It says, Love never fails, but whether, whether there are prophecies, they will... Ooh, where am I at? I'm in 1 Corinthians. I was going to say, that's not the right chapter. <clears throat> verse 8. Owe no one anything except love. Owe, owe no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law of God. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery or murder or steal or on and on and on. And there's more than just these right here, the Ten Commandments. There's over 600 commandments in the Bible. But he said, all the other commandments are all summed up in this one saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And I, and I said on Sunday, I asked, I asked the question, in the light of the New Testament, are we required to keep the Ten Commandments? And the question to that is, no, because those have been fulfilled. We're not required to keep the Ten Commandments. But have you ever seen a person that walks in love that would murder someone else? You ever seen, you ever seen someone walking in love that would go after his neighbor's wife? You ever seen anybody that walks in love do any of those things or any of the rest of the ugly things in the Bible? Not if you're walking in love. So see... It's not that we're commanded to keep the Ten Commandments. Those have been fulfilled. That, that's taken care of. But it's all fulfilled and summed up 
and you love your neighbor as you love yourself. I've been in about five different prisons. I've been twice with death row inmates, and their problem was not keeping the commandment of love. No. The the commandment of love was missing, and so as a result of that, they were in there for all kinds of reasons, most of the time for murdering or hurting or really destroying another person's life. It's because of the lack of love. The lack of the commandment of love working and operating on the inside of them. He said, love does no harm or ill to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Love is. Walking in love. Always considering another person in the things you do and say. How is my actions going to affect this person? I always think, first and foremost, how are my actions going to affect my relationship with my wife? How are my actions going to affect my relationship with my children? My children need to see me in the light of the Word and of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, not just some mere man that just acts like the rest of the world and acts like an idiot when he doesn't feel good and he does certain things when things aren't right or whatever. No, they need to see the love of God flowing out of me. What I'm sharing with you tonight is one of the things over the last few years of my life that has become more established than ever before, and that's why it's giving me vim, vigor, and vitality. I'm ready to get in the ring and do battle. Amen? Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. We're living this life and we're going to live, we're going to live in the fullness of God and we're going to live long and live strong and overcomers not underneath. And the only way to do it is not the commandment of love, but the opportunity to love. And that's the way we have to see it. So, I want to look at 1 Corinthians 13 for a minute. just want to look at, I'm just going to take three or four of these. But 1 Corinthians 13, let's look at it in the, in the Amplified. So, <clears throat> I heard somebody say this a while back. If you don't listen to love, you're not listening to the voice of God. I've been meditating on that ever since I heard that. If you're not listening to love, you're not listening to the voice of God. The more I've meditated on it, what God showed me is, you know, you know why? Because what he said to me is, I am love. So would love ever talk hate? So, so, Let's just read this from 4 to 8. Just follow with me, and then I'm going to come back and look at a couple of them just individually. Verse 4. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful, does not display itself haughtily, is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride, is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecoming. 
Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it's not self-seeking, it's not touchy or resentful, fretful. It takes no account of an evil done to it, pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out, or becomes obsolete, or comes to an end. Love. Now, as we just take a few of these popular ones in here, um, I want you to think about something, and I'm going to give you three things that are vital for you to allow to get inside of you to accomplish what I'm going to talk to you about right now. So let's take kindness for a minute. Okay, where, where do you have to have, when do you have to have faith in the Holy Spirit in a situation where kindness needs to come on the scene. What, what does that situation look like? That situation is when you're dealing with an unkind person. If you're good to those who do good to you, there's no profit because there's no faith involved. See? There's no turning and listening to the voice of the Spirit on the inside of you. Put your hand right here where my hand is. Right here. Right down in the inside of you. We're going to look at a couple of verses that talk about this. But right down in here is where the Spirit of God speaks to your human spirit. And then from your human spirit speaks to your soul what is is right. So you find yourself, somebody's being very unkind. They're being ugly to you. They're treating you in a wrong way. And our responsibility in life, if we want to live the way I was just talking to you about, we have to take a step back. We've got to pray in other tongues, pray in the Spirit, and hear from God about how to react in that situation. If we don't practice and develop that in life, We will never have confidence in the person of the Holy Spirit because that's His job. I said this to you Sunday. The Holy Spirit is here for one reason. And that is to do this right here. There's no other reason. Because when you get right down to it, the Holy Spirit only does what Father says. And who is Father? Love. Right? And what does love speak? Love. Love always speaks love. So God's just going to overlook, no, no, because one of the, one of the characteristics of the nature of the, of the love of God is that love doesn't rejoice in unrighteousness, but when right and truth prevails. So you have to work that out, how to allow that to be revealed to you, but that's, that is between you and God and your relationship with God through your faith in the Holy Spirit actually speaking to you. You can have faith in people that tell you things. And you know, in our society, we've spent a lot of time developing our intellect at the expense of the development of our spirit. Nothing wrong with the development. 
Nothing wrong with education, nothing wrong with developing your intellect, but not at the expense of the, of the Holy Spirit. You think about how much time we invest in natural things to learn how to do something, do we at least invest the same amount of time in learning to hear the Holy Ghost? And what we're learning to hear from the Holy Ghost is how to operate in love. How are my actions going to affect my neighbor? You have to be responsible for that for the rest of your life. And and what's funny is that me being responsible for that is not on my shoulders. It's on his. But what's on my shoulders is me not being willing to do that. So, So he went through everything he went through. He set it up for you and I to be born again. I get born again. And then I don't want to do that. I, I want to be unkind. What, what, what's another one? Um, it's not arrogant and full of pride. It's never jealous. <laughs> I'll just tell you this. To never be jealous, you better have the Holy Ghost and you better be connected to the Holy Ghost so that you're not envious and jealous of what other people do or when other people succeed. Um, is not rude or touchy. That's another popular one. Because, you know, Scott, I was just, Pastor, you don't know the day I had. Talk to the hand. I mean, who hadn't had a bad day? Yeah, but, okay, so I acted this way. Well, thank God. For Jesus, the propitiation for our sins. And when we screw up, we can go to Him, ask for forgiveness, and let's go do right. I'm telling you, this love thing is the key to everything else being worked out in all of our lives. Where you're not fulfilled, where you're not seeing certain things happen in your life, you go back to what I'm talking about right here. There's three things that it takes to accomplish this. And this is no deep revelation okay this is just basic but you have to constantly challenge yourself are you letting this happen number one you've got to feed on the word of god you've got to feed on what is being preached to you and then feed on it by your study time in the word itself now some people are intimidated by that you know i i i don't know when when i got saved i didn't know anything about god and some people started teaching the word. I got connected with, with Brother Copeland in, in Fort Worth, we, you know, in 1977. Got some books of his and just like, I just got into it. And I mean, I, I used to spend hours and I mean, hours because I wanted to. Nobody told me to do that. I couldn't get enough of it. But some people are intimidated by the fact that, well, you know, I don't like to read. I mean, I, I've had people tell me that. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, I, you know, I, I don't like to read. And, and you know, you can. You can listen to a, to a Bible on, on uh, you know, on, on cassette. On cassette. <laughs> Bible on whatever, you know what I'm saying. Uh, audio Bible, that's what I'm trying to say. You, you, can listen to, you can listen to that, but nah, that's not good enough. Now, uh, you need to learn how to read. I never, I never 
read a book from cover to cover until after I got born again. Anybody ever remember in, in school when they had the tabs across the books? You know, they were a brand new book. Man, I can't tell you how many books at the end of the year my tab was still there. Never got into any of it. Never read. I bought my way through school. That's not the way to do it. I'm just telling you. I just did. I was busy doing other things. I had other ideas and other aspirations. I was a golfer and a lot of other things. And an idiot. And, and, and so when it came time to go to college, that wasn't going to cut it. And then I really suffered. So it took me, a, it was very difficult, but I had, to, I had to work really hard at getting through. Right? And, but I never read anything until I got born again and I started reading the Bible and then I just started reading book after book after book after book. I didn't like to read either. But I wanted to know God and the only way to know God is you've got to read. So if you don't like to read, practice. Say it. Practice. Say it again. Practice. I mean, I, I mean who... who who in the world knows if you want to be good at what you're doing, you have to practice. Practice makes perfect or develops maturity. It develops what in you into what it is that you want to do. Practice does. And, and it's amazing. Um, I, I started, I, I got out of golf for a long time where I didn't hardly play golf at all. And, and uh, my wife kept encouraging me, you just need to practice every once in a while. And uh, a couple of years ago, I started just go into the golf course a, a day or two a week just like for an hour and just hitting some balls, you know, just, just practicing. And, and when I did that, you know, it seemed like I was hitting it worse than I ever hit it, but I just kept practicing. But, you know, just an hour or two a week and hit some balls, and, and it's a good time to just relax my brain and, and those kind of things out there hitting golf balls. And so I, I've, I've done that over the last couple of years, and so the last few times that I've been on a golf course playing rounds of golf, I played really good. Why? Because I practiced. When I wasn't practicing, I'd go out and play horrible. Why? Because I didn't practice. And a lot of my practice time, it was like, what am I even doing out here? You ever felt that way when you're in the Word and you're confessing the Word and you're doing what it takes to be successful, to learn how to have faith in the Holy Ghost. You've got to feed on the Word of God and you've got to develop the Word of God and practice the Word of God so it's part of you. The second thing that you have to do and you have to practice is what we were just talking about. You have to practice walking in love. You have to practice it. If our number one concern is more about being concerned of somebody getting away, getting away with something, that's where you need to start. You need to start by allowing the Holy Spirit that nobody, Him to reveal to you that nobody on planet Earth gets away with anything. You might think they do, but they don't. Because whatever a man sows, that's what he reaps. It's not your job to make sure that other people get their comeuppance. It's not. It's my job to walk in love. I can tell you how many times through the years when I was frustrated with something or somebody or somebody was doing something and, or, that, or, or whatever it was 
how many different times that God would tell me to bless that person. I can't tell you through the years how many times God would say, I want you to do that, and I, I didn't want to do it. And I'd go talk to my wife and try to get her to convince me not to do it, you know? But th- that doesn't work. It doesn't work. Not when God says, I want you to take the high road, I want you to take the upper hand, I want you to be the big guy, and I want you to do what's right, and you walk in love. Because listen, listen, people don't know what they're doing. When someone comes against you or says something or does something to you, they don't know what they're doing. When Jesus said that, when Jesus said that about the whole nation of Israel and what they were doing in crucifying him and their choice to release a criminal over him, his, some of his last words, some of the last words he spoke, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. Now, they knew they were crucifying him, but they didn't realize the impact of what they were doing. So see, what we have to be convinced of is living this life, yes, for ourselves and walking in love, but we become the savior of mankind in helping people be saved from their destruction by helping them overcome the situations that they're in when they're acting the way that they're acting. If somebody's unkind, if somebody's taking into account a wrong suffered, if somebody's thinking only about themselves, they don't realize what they're doing. Our responsibility is to destroy that and overcome that and see ourselves in a place where we live on top and we start seeing things from God's vantage point. Listen, God loves everybody. I don't care what they've done. God loves everybody. Love, listen, the Bible's full of it. Love covers a multitude of sins. What, what love does right here, look, look at verse 8 again, or verse 7. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. It never fails. Love. God, who is love. God never fails. Love never fails. But listen, if you don't immerse yourself in the Word, if you don't embrace the Word of God, and you don't learn to walk in love, okay? And to walk in love, you have to have this tool or you'll never walk in love, and that is you've got to pray in other tongues. I mean, you know, what I'm telling you, like I said, this isn't rocket science. This is basic 101 Christianity. But listen, so many of us forget 101. We want to go to... 102 and 10 012, right? We, we want to go higher and higher and higher and be all this, but we want to forget the basic things. We've got to embrace the Word on a constant basis. You need to be hearing the Word taught on a regular basis, not just at church, but you need to be feeding yourself with, with Word on audio or video, whatever it is, that you, you, wherever you go. You need to listen to podcasts. You need to pay attention to it. And in that taking what you hear and applying it in the love of God. But you will never love effectively without praying in the Holy Spirit and the voice of the Father telling your spirit what's right in a given situation. You'll never do it. You know, I wish that God had set it up some other way that it wouldn't take all of what I'm talking about tonight. But it does. It does. It takes all this. You have to do this. You cannot be a Christian who is Christ-like without doing what I'm telling you. Those three things. Those three things right there 
are the keys to your success in everything you do. Embracing the word, walking in love, and walking in love with the power of the Holy Spirit by praying in other tongues on a regular basis so he reveals to you how to handle a situation. You know what God will do for you? Is he will speak to you how to walk in love. If you're not hearing love about how to react, you're not hearing the voice of God. I'll say it again. If you're not hearing love in your reaction to whatever it is that you face, you're not hearing the voice of God. I don't know about you, but I have to work and process that out. Because there's times, man, when I want to, you know, your flesh wants to. But, see, if my flesh is controlled by my soul that is being saved, then my flesh is going to make some big mistakes. But if I'm allowing my soul to be renewed on a daily basis, and I'm allowing my soul to hear from the voice of my spirit, to direct to me and speak to me the things that I need to hear, then I, and, and then I can know what to do and do it, it's all over. Listen, when we live that way, the devil is no factor. Absolutely, you've taken him out of the equation. He is not a factor. In the, in, in the days and weeks ahead, from, from now to the end of the year, I, I want us to take some time with some testimonies about the greatness of God. What God's done in your life, some fulfillment of maybe um, uh, personal visions that we prayed over at the beginning of the year, maybe healing in your body, maybe praying for someone else or, or different situations. So, so j- just be listening for how we're going to accomplish that. But, but I want a lot of that from now to the end of the year is testimonies about how great God is. Because you and I need to be constantly encouraged that we can do this. What I'm telling you right now, we can do it. Listen, I mean... I don't want to live another 58 years on this planet without this. But this is ingrained in me, and I can live however long. The Bible says we can live till we're finished. Yeah. Well, you know, I've never heard anybody living that long. That's a long time. That'd be, what, you'd be 118 years old, or 16 years old. I can count. But 116 years old. But I, I know that there's a lot of people that have lived longer than that, but... The Bible really doesn't say when the end of your age on this earth is. What it tells us is we can live till we're done. And if you bought anything else, get rid of it and buy this. Huh? Live long and live strong by embracing the word, walking in love, and walking in love with the power of the Holy Ghost, being able to hear the voice of God about what to do. Look at look at this verse. Look at James 1 again, and we'll look at it one, a different verse right here. <clears throat> Just remember this. Verse 19. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. What does? The love of God. The love of God produces righteousness in your life. And He gave you the Word, 
He gave you the Holy Ghost, and He gave you the voice of the Father on the inside of you. I mean, I mean, you talk about open book, answers to the test. <laughs> There's not anything we face. It's not open book, and we got all the answers, and we got the answer man, right? We got it all. There's not anything you and I can't accomplish. But it will start from tonight on, you know, if you don't want to hear this, you shouldn't have come. <clears throat> but it will start from, not, from tonight on how you operate in the love of God where, and I just wrote all these down, kindness, patience, endurance, jealousy is concerned, arrogance and pride, rudeness, um, insisting on your own rights in your own way, touchiness, um, taking into account a wrong done to you. Uh, can't even read my own handwriting. Oh, bearing up, bearing and believing the best. And, and in, that, in, that, in that verse, to, it, it's believing the best of all people. It's believing the best in somebody, not the worst. Yeah. How easy... All you have to do is hear one little bitty thing about somebody else and your mind will go there if you'll let it. That's why you can't trust your soul. That's why your soul has to be saved all the time. That's why you have to embrace the Word. That's why you have to constantly practice it and put it to work because if you don't, it'll, it will deceive you. And all of a sudden, in five minutes, you can be having a great day and in five minutes you can be, be believing the worst of every human being on the planet. That period of time, that quickly can happen if we're not on guard. But I tell you, the more you practice walking in love, the easier it gets. There's no intimidation. Man, all, all intimidation goes out the door. All, all fear goes out the door. All, you know, worried and fretfulness about all kinds of things, they just go out the door because you're constantly walking in the love of God. Because the love of God will fix it all. Every single time. Yeah, but Pastor, you don't know this situation. No, but the Father does, and He's love, and love will fix it because love has already fixed it. And you just have to see it fixed in your life. Hmm? Can you say amen? amen. Glory to God. Two verses of Scripture. How, how late are we? Ah, we're not too late. School's still not on, right? Right? Huh? When is school? Okay. That's right. You told me that yesterday. When we were in school, we started the Tuesday after Labor Day. Every year. Every year. So that's getting close. Uh, where, where am I at now? Getting my mind off of school and back where I was. Verse 14 of Romans chapter 8. Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons and daughters of God. The Spirit Himself, verse 16. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. The Spirit Himself. So, the Spirit of God, the Spirit and the Father are two different ones, but the Spirit only speaks what Father says. 
So the Spirit bears witness with our spirit about the truth of everything that we need to know. That's why if you don't pray in other tongues, you need to pray in other tongues. If you don't pray in other tongues, it's, it's vital to your success. And if you don't pray in other tongues, don't feel bad about it. We'll, we'll help you figure out how to do that. And, and you, all you have to do is receive it. It's very simple. You need to be educated on it, but then you need to receive. And when you receive, it's not some weird thing that God takes over your body and makes you do things you don't want to do kind of thing. That's ridiculous. It's something you have at your disposal all the time, and you can continue to develop it. See, but the, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. Now, another verse of Scripture in the Old Testament in Proverbs. Look at this, and then, and then I'll end with one other passage. Where did I tell you to go? Oh, Proverbs, right. That's right. Proverbs 20 and verse 27. Watch this. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. I think the, the King James says the candle of the Lord. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. The spirit of man is not the spirit of God. Okay? The spirit of Brian is his human spirit. But connected with his human spirit is the Holy Spirit. Same way with everybody in here that's born again, your human spirit is connected with the Holy Spirit. You're one. That happened the day that you made a confession with your mouth and you believed in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. They're one. And, and listen, no matter how much you think you know that, how much are you doing with that in the process of walking in love and making decisions in life. Every decision I make to be kind will not be made because I'm such a good guy. I'm going to make those decisions because I'm in the battle and I'm in the fight. Listen, people that, that kind of have pride in their kindness, there's no resistance against them. See, it's the people that struggle with it that have resistance but that have the Holy Ghost, and the devil knows that they're getting connected to the things of the Holy Ghost, and so he gets stirred up, and greater resistance comes against you to be, you know, against you being kind in an unkind situation because he doesn't want you to believe you can really do it. Come on, that's right. But we can. We got it all. We got all the goods to do it, to accomplish it every day of our life. Amen? But it says here that... The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. Watch this. Searching all the inner depths of that person's heart. The spiritual part. So the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. And what's it doing? It's going on the inside and, and searching all the parts to know what's right. And then the voice of the spirit, we've said this many, many times, but the voice of the spirit of God coming through your human spirit from God is the voice of your conscience. And when your conscience condemns you, the Spirit of God and the light of God on the inside of you is saying, no, 
There's no condemnation in me. See, you shut that mess down. See, he reveals to us we're believing the wrong thing. In other words, we're listening to our mind, will, and emotions that have not been renewed because the devil's trying to convince us that that condemnation is real. Why? Because of the mistakes I made. To really walk in love, you have to forgive yourself of the past. You can talk all day about forgiving other people, but the Bible says you forgive your neighbor as you forgive yourself. You love your neighbor as you love yourself. But I, but I did a whole series on that about the only way you can love your neighbor is to forgive yourself. Because when you're forgiven, and now you can listen to the voice of the Spirit talking to you about what's right in the situation instead of what your head's screaming out about, when you can do that, you're maturing and developing into a place that the devil is not a factor. Demon spirits are no factor. See, doesn't mean they don't come. doesn't mean they don't try to trip us up, but we give them no place because, listen, because 24-7, we're embracing the Word, we're practicing love in tons of unlovely situations, and we're praying in the Holy Ghost more than we're doing anything else. Now, you say, well, Pastor, I don't know if you've got time to do that, but, you know, I don't. Make time. Make it. Start with five minutes. You give God five minutes, five will turn into ten. And if you don't think it will, if you've tried it before, and you don't think that it worked, try it again. I don't like the word trying a lot, but I'm encouraging you, try it again. That helps you mentally to think that you're trying it, then try it. Whatever you got to do, just do something. And begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and begin to embrace the Word. And begin to spend more time of your day in those three areas than you do allowing your unrenewed mind that you're not allowing to be saved because you're not embracing the Word. Listen, when it says, receive the engrafted Word to save and renew your mind, if you're not doing that, your soul isn't being saved. It's, it's, it's stopped. It's, it's, it's in idle mode. And when your soul's in idle mode, and it's not being fed from the voice of your spirit, the truth about who God is and what God wants you to do in a given situation, then you're going to be overtaken by it. And I hope I didn't give you too much tonight. But you said in the beginning you were going to learn something. How many say amen to that? Amen? we got to learn this. I mean, I mean, I heard this preached 39, 40 years ago. And, to, and I, I'm so grateful that I, I'm more stirred up about it today than I was 40 years ago. Because I can have anything that God's Word says I can have. You can have anything that God's Word says you can have. In, I don't care what it is. But you have to do it the way I just told you. Those three areas, you know, there's a lot involved in those three areas, but those three areas right there are the key to anything and everything and the victory to overcome. Can you say amen?